0: Welcome back to the emergency goalies podcast was a week that did not start out very good, but the last game was pretty good. So, you know, I'll just, we'll go over the quick uh, two games against the lightning. Didn't go very good at all. And then a game against the Panthers that went pretty good and they won. So what do you make of the Blackhawks after this week?
1: Well, I can't say I was too terribly surprised at dropping both of the games to the Lightning. Uh, Obviously, the end of a long road trip, uh, part of a grueling stretch for the team. And, you know, the first game, they were just pretty much outclassed in the game. Uh, Second game, I actually thought they performed pretty well, Um, maybe even had the slight edge for most of the game. Uh, But... Tampa Bay was finishing their chances and chances the Blackhawks weren't um, really. I think uh, the games came down to goaltending a lot, um, both of them really. And Subban and Lankinen were not very good. Mm-hmm. And Vasilevsky was very good.
0: Uh, yeah, what was he? Is he 10-0 and against the Blackhawks or something crazy like that? Something
1: crazy. and And he had been like – he came into the series like – nine and zero oh in his previous nine games as well so you know they hit they ran into a hot goalie on a good you know good team you know maybe the best team and you know i thought the blackhawks put up a pretty decent fight um you know more so in one game than the other but it just you know it wasn't there <laughs> that, that's just not a, a team that they're going to be able to compete against much um and you know, I, I thought they they kept their cool in the games. The Lightning were being very aggressive, um, especially towards uh, Connor Murphy. Um, after he had uh, got suspended for that hit on Eric Cernak the previous time that they had played in Chicago, uh, they tried to goad him into a fight. I thought he and Colleton handled that very well. Colleton mm-hmm. told him not to respond. And you know if, if if Connor Murphy had been sitting in the box for five minutes at the you know or more, you know if he would have gotten an instigator or you know any kind any kind of extra penalties throughout, um, you know the game's really could have gotten out of hand because yeah. he's been by far their most reliable defenseman this year, and I think we've seen in games where he's missed or missed time
0: they don't go well. Yeah,
1: yeah, the team really struggles so. You know, I think I think they did the right thing. I would have liked to have seen the Blackhawks respond a little bit more with some physical play mm-hmm. um, when they started taking runs at the brinket, and um, wow, there was a, a, another kind of um, kind of dirty hit against somebody else, and really nobody stuck up for anybody. You know, it's one thing to fight, but you know, you would at least like to see maybe Zadorov. Uh, you know, he's he stepped up and made big hits on people in the past. He didn't do that at all, or, or you know, just somebody would. I wish I would. Somebody would have done something. Uh, they did insert Reese Johnson in the second game, and he played pretty physically, but uh, you know, it just, you know, it is what it is. The Blackhawks really just can't compete with the Lightning. No, I don't expect them to. So. It's, uh, you know, the games went about as you would expect. And when the Blackhawks don't get good goaltending, they're not, they're not going to win generally. So, um, you know, I, it, you just chalk it up and, you know, to playing better teams. And then, you know, especially at the end of a long road trip, came back after a couple of days off. And I just, I thought they responded wonderfully. Uh, the Florida game was one of their more complete efforts, and also I will,
0: I will add, and more evidence that, um, Lincoln, much better rested, than, yeah, than when he's yeah. every day.
1: Yeah, I think we, I think we kind of talked about this last week, where I, I do feel like he sort of started to hit a wall. He just, you know, he hasn't had to. Uh, shoulder a number one goaltender um, workload for a long time and the Blackhawks were leaning on him very heavily there for a while they were able to let up a little bit when Malcolm Subban had had some nice relief well not relief efforts um, but you know backup efforts Oh, and yeah yeah um, but Subban Even when he was playing good, we talked about how poor his rebound control was. The last couple of times he's played, that's really come back to haunt him. And, uh, you know, the production has fallen off from him. So I worry that they're going to go back to Lankin and on how heavy workload again here, but maybe at home, you know, and, and he did get some time off during this road trip. They, they did rest him quite a bit. So maybe he's kind of refreshed uh, for the stretch drive here, but I, I, I'm very interested to see how they dole out the, the goaltending reps throughout the mm-hmm. year. I still think Colin Daly is going to be needed before the year ends. Yeah. Um, whether it's through an injury or Malcolm Subban just falling off. And so I'm, I'm just very curious to see how, how that plays out, but no, uh, the, the Florida game, I thought very, very solid effort. They carried the play a lot.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It obviously helped that they did not have Barkov um, in yes. the previous matchups against Florida when Florida pretty much just blew them out in both games. Barkov was by far the best player on the ice. Yeah. The just,
0: difference is like, with him out there is amazing him.
1: yeah yeah he's he's a true number one center a, a 200 foot player who makes you know a difference at, in all three zones he killed the blackhawks in the faceoff dot and his absence was notable and you know but you know at the same time you just you play who you play and the you know the the Panthers, even without them, are still a pretty dangerous team, uh, at least offensively. And uh, the Blackhawks responded. They they really hemmed the, the Panthers in uh, several times. I, there were, I, I want to say, three or four instances where the Blackhawks kept them in the offensive or in, in the Panthers' defensive zone for. Well over a minute. So I think a couple of times it was even for over two minutes where they kept yeah, they their, did it. the Panthers' defenseman out there.
0: Yeah, they switched lines a couple of times mm-hmm, while the other mm-hmm. team was stuck in their zone.
1: Yeah, and you know the Blackhawks, they didn't finish all of their prime scoring chances, but they finished enough of them. They got a, you know, they got the early lead, and it was nice to see them hold on to the lead this time. You know, there were a few scares here and <laughs> yeah. there, Um but. You know, even the Panthers' couple of goals that they ended up scoring took very strong efforts from their players to, you know, just nice plays by them. Um, you know, it was kind of the first time in really a couple of weeks, maybe, mm-hmm. uh, where the Blackhawks goaltender did not give up a soft goal at all. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's been a an issue um, probably for the last ten games or so where seems like at least one goal per game was, you know, just a goal that you'd like to see your goaltender, you know, make the save on. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh,
1: so, yeah, no, I, that was Lankanen's best game in a while. Uh, it was nice to see Dylan Strom back. I thought he's yes. moving very well. He's creating. Well, you know,
0: the other thing I would say about Strom too, is as we talked about, now we've get, got the um, camp back between – Kubelik and Hagel, mm-hmm. and that's been a great line. So yes. that's an extra bonus for Strom coming back.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, uh, Suter got bumped back up to between Kane and Debrinkit, and I thought he played a pretty good game. You know, uh, is he going to be able to hold down that spot the rest of the year? I, I, I'm sure that they're hopeful of that, or at least until Kirby Doc returns. Mm hmm. And that sounds like that's getting closer. Um mm-hmm. Colleton, you know, was yeah, kind downplay- of downplaying downplaying it for a couple yeah. of weeks, but uh, his comments today sound odd, yeah. Yeah, it were, sounds mm-hmm. like he's playing coy a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, so maybe not in the next couple of games, but you know, maybe a week or two away. Yeah, what was well, the line would, like he's getting closer with like yeah. a grin. Yeah. So you know, you get Doc back that, and then, you know, you get your first line restored. Then you have the option of playing suitor with Kubelik and Hagel and dropping camp back down into a more defensive role. And it really just sets the lineup um, up much more nicely, improves the depth, you know, um, especially with you know like like you said with Dylan Strom coming back it really strengthened that third line um they were a threat almost every time that they got put out on the ice and that includes in the lightning series um mm-hmm. you know cuz he he was he was he playing for both lightning games or only the second one i can't remember i think both but at. i can't remember both yeah but yeah i thought i thought he's been very solid since he came back um Trying to think, you know, uh, we had uh, yet another rookie debut in the Florida series Mm -hmm. or in the Florida game. Yep. Ant whistle. Uh, Yep. Mackenzie Ant whistle. Uh, Yeah. He was all right. Um, (laughs) He didn't get a lot of opportunities in the game. Uh, His shifts were pretty limited as a fourth line player, but uh, he didn't do anything wrong that I could see. Mm -hmm. Um, He's definitely a guy that's going to be in the mix with Reese Johnson as kind of like a fourth line right winger mm-hmm. um, both guys are can also play center so that and they're right-handed so that they can help out um, in the face-off dot will be a nice compliment to David Kampf, Um, and hopefully um, you know really form a strong uh, defensive fourth line I, to me they're one of those guys will need to replace Ryan Carpenter over the next you know obviously Carpenter's that guy for right now but um, the, the Hawks have in house replacements for him. And uh, I prefer Entwistle over Johnson so far from what I've seen between Rockford and uh, Chicago. Um, Johnson plays a little quicker, but I think Entwistle has a little more skill and mm-hmm. um, probably has a little bit more upside. So we'll see how it plays out. But, you know, I, I don't mind seeing either of those guys in the lineup at any point. Um, and you know, the, the other thing that's, uh, been nice to see, Adam Bocos continues to play very well. I'm very pleased with his progress this season. Um, I, uh, Nicholas Baudin has been playing really well down in Rockford. He, obviously Ian Mitchell has been playing decently with the Hawks since he mm-hmm. got back in the lineup. Um. My concern with those two guys is they are very small and they don't really have room to get bigger. Um, yeah. And it's difficult to have two or three guys like that in the lineup. So I, it's, it's really hard for me to envision how they really get bought back in there. The one nice thing with Boquist is he's starting to get stronger. Mm-hmm. And unlike the other two, I feel like he has the frame to keep adding size and strength and hopefully improve his skating more as he goes along. And maybe once he kind of physically develops, he no longer would slot in as a, a as an undersized defenseman. Mm-hmm. And so that maybe opens up an opportunity for you know the Hawks to kind of to and get then another... the
0: question would be like Mitchell or Bodin, who would you
1: pick Yes. Right? you know, as of now I would take Ian Mitchell and I think they're making the right call having Mitchell in there above wadan without a doubt. Um, he's the more ready of the two, but he's also a couple of years older. And to me Mitchell is you know a solid third pairing guy right now. I think he can become a second pairing, but I, I think he kind of caps out as like probably a, a number four, maybe a number three defenseman. But in might have a little more upside than that. I, I, it, he might be a guy that um, can kind of slot in as a number three at some point, with the potential maybe even to be the second half of a first pairing. I don't think he's you know anywhere close going to be anywhere close to a number one defenseman. But you know, could he be a guy that you know would be able to slot in the way that? You know Duncan Keith was able to kind of carry mm-hmm. guys at times um on his other you know on the other side so yeah you know, the the young guys are playing good i that's that's all that really really matters mm-hmm. and
0: that would be whole another debate um the Blackhawks seemed to uh draft undersized defensemen and I don't that's like an organizational
1: philosophy. <laughs> You know, they did it for a couple of years uh since they drafted those three guys. They really haven't done it since. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't really think it was, I think it was more coincidence than it.
0: Just anything. best available guys. Yeah.
1: That- you know, I think they just happened to like all three of those guys and they just weren't afraid to take them. I think they, you know, and especially cause they had, uh, they had also drafted Yoki Haru, mm-hmm.
0: um,
1: you know, uh, the year before as well. And you know i i think they even said at the time where they're like you know obviously we like all four of these guys but you know it's just not realistic that all four of them are going to be able to play in the lineup at the same time with us and so i think that was part of the reason why they were so willing to you know not i shouldn't say willing but made somebody like yogi haru available and I could see the potential of over the next year or so, if the right deal came along, would they be willing to move a Mitchell or a Baudin? Probably. Um, You know, I'd like to think that they um, would maybe try for somebody a slightly more proven than Alex Nylander as the return. Um, You know, obviously you don't want to get an older player, but. You, know, yeah. you could get somebody that's 23, 24 years old as opposed to taking a yes. shot on a 20-year-old like they did with Nylander. But well, anyway. what would it take to
0: get the other Nylander?
1: More uh, more that than means- one of those two guys. Yeah. But, uh, uh, I, I just, uh, I don't know if that would work, but um, uh, the other, uh, William Nylander's, uh, you know, obviously very talented and far mm. more proven than his brother, but yeah. he's also kind of a softer um mm-hmm. And again, not not fantastic skater. Yes, to me, yes. that's that's still the Blackhawks thing that they've they've got to figure out yeah. is how to get more speed in the lineup, especially since they're just they're they're not going to be a big team, so you have yeah, to figure out be, a
0: way. It's not going to be size, so you need speed.
1: Right, right. And as of right now, they just have too many guys that are average speed or slightly below average speed, mm-hmm. and. <laughs> You know, getting Doc and Taves back only does so much. Even if you, think, even if Alex Nealander does end up as a top nine guy for them, mm-hmm. you know he's still not a blazer. I mean, you, you you'd really get to the point where it's just kind of Hagel, Debrinket, mm-hmm. and Kane.
0: As, well, that's right. It's like know. even Hagel is probably not the fastest, fastest. Right. Just really stands he's, it's out. It's just hustle. But he <laughs> yeah. really stands out right. compared to the rest of the team, and he probably.
1: Right. I think, yeah, you put him on Tampa Bay or you put him on Carolina and, you know, he's the third or fourth fastest Mm -hmm. skater on the team. Whereas the Blackhawks, he's like pretty clearly the fastest. And like you said, he stands out and that's just, that's not a great recipe. So, you know, I like a lot of the young players that the Blackhawks have. The the mix is working fairly mm-hmm. well right now, but you know, as you look forward in order to get the Blackhawks to the next step where they're they go from the fringe playoff team to an actual playoff team and legitimate contender, the mix needs to change. They, they can't just add mm-hmm. a couple of pieces here or there. I think they something's gonna have to happen to kind of shake it up and move a couple of these guys out and brings a, a different element in. And to me, the one thing that, you know, is still missing is the speed. So, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, I'm not in a big hurry to see any of this stuff happen, but it's just back in my mind. It keeps, it, it keeps popping up as I'm watching. And, you know, I love the effort. I love um, the way that the, the young guys are starting to buy into the system. I just, mm-hmm. you know, they have skill. I just I just worry that they're they're not quite quick enough. Um, mm-hmm. And when well, that's start, the one
0: thing that's going to be very good when Doc does come back is that he's got that size that you can't teach. So that's right. Always- he's got
1: this. And, and, you know, and he do, uh, he does skate pretty well, too. Right? Mm-hmm. And especially when we saw him in the bubble, I think he took kind of an extra step in that as he's starting to get bigger and stronger. I think that's going to that's translating into his skating as well.
0: Yeah. And not to put too much pressure or anything, but he is better than pretty much trying to think of any trade acquisition that would be better than him. And there probably isn't much.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I've mentioned it in the past too, where it's like, I don't really expect the Blackhawks to add a player at the deadline. It wouldn't shock me. Bowman's always looking, you know, to add. Um, If the right deal comes along, but, you know, maybe the Blackhawks trade deadline acquisition is just not trading Soderbergh and Mm -hmm. uh, Janmark. Um, uh, The way Yanmark is playing, I do think he might start to draw a little more interest than I think he would have, if you would have asked me a month ago. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think they would get a first round pick in return form, but, Would somebody come along willing to offer a second rounder, especially in a draft like this year where the scouting's messed up? And I think, I think teams will be very willing to move second round picks this year. Um, So the Blackhawks really got to really have to kind of take that into consideration of, uh, you know, if we get a good enough draft pick for Yanmark, Mark, I think they have to pull the trigger. Um, but then if they do that and they do move him out, um, you know, obviously the simple answer would just be, Oh, okay. You're taking him out of the lineup and you're a- and you're adding doc, which is obviously still a bonus for the Blackhawks. But, um, if they do move Yanmark, would they be maybe a little more willing or aggressive in adding, uh, you know, uh, a, an expiring contract, yeah, you know, and where they wouldn't necessarily have to give up anything meaningful. It would just be sort of like a contract dump for another team, but it would at least mm-hmm. give the Blackhawks another body.
0: Yeah, so. yeah, we'll see. Yeah, so but obviously, yeah. Um, you ahead. add, this week coming up is one more game against the Panthers, and yep. do we know if what Barkov? Uh,
1: Quenville uh, did say today that Barkov is doing better but he will not play tomorrow so okay so and, yeah, that's definitely uh, advantage Blackhawks so and then a
0: pair with the Predator or is it the? do we get one with Tampa Uh no two with the Predators two with the Predators as I thought yep. so finally a break from this stretch yeah. of really good teams of course
1: but Nashville is playing a little better lately yes. they've actually closed the gap with the Blackhawks so this is not maybe the best time to, to face them
0: um mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, the veterans on that team are probably going to be pretty motivated simply because if maybe they can make a push here and win a couple of games up against the Blackhawks, they'd be able to overtake the Hawks. And maybe at that point,
0: um, they you know, their up, general
1: manager would say, hey, we're not going to trade some of our guys. Yeah. So you got to worry about that. And, you know, with the way the Blackhawks responded against the Panthers yesterday, I feel – pretty confident that the hawks are you know they're probably happy to be back home and i feel like they're gonna at least their energy level is going to be where it needs to yeah. be the next this this these next four or five games at home whether that translated into wins we'll have to see but i I at least don't feel like we're going to see sort of the
0: flat effort. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The flat efforts that we saw in a couple of games on that road trip. And, you know, if the, when the Blackhawks are giving full effort, they're not, you know, they're not a top team, but they'll be, they'll be in and they'll be competitive against everybody. Um, so
0: you well, get a couple gonna, of
1: bounces the right way and you can yeah, beat anybody at that point.
0: I was going to ask you, speaking of a, um, Nashville, this thing with the referee, with Tim Peel, which is, I don't know if you saw this, but um, with the makeup calls and he was caught saying they made makeup calls and he was fired. But um, I mean, I always figured this was a thing that happened and I assume you did too.
1: Yeah. You know, it's one of those unspoken things and he, and he said it out loud I, I didn't get too far into any of the details. I just saw a couple of tweets and stuff over the, throughout the day. Um, you know, I, we know it happens. I, I think it's human nature. I don't think it's something that you can actually police out of mm-hmm. refereeing. I, you know, they know it, they can see the replays. They know when they make a bad call mm-hmm. and I, I think it's, it's definitely, you know, like I said, it's just human nature. They're, I don't think that they're consciously saying, oh, I've got to make, do a makeup call for this mm-hmm. team. But when they see something that's borderline, I, I just, yeah, I think subconsciously they're like, oh yeah, yeah. You know, I might've let that go in some instances, but in this case, I gotta, I gotta do it. Mm-hmm. I gotta call it to, you know. To make up for it so
0: I, yeah and i feel like when we were when we were kids they also had the thing where it was like if one team got four penalties in a row oh you're definitely going to be one yes yeah and that doesn't feel like it's as common nowadays so you know
1: I, I i yeah you're right i don't think it is is nearly as common um but just going back to the human nature thing it you see the same thing in every sport And I think it's especially obvious in baseball where, you know, a pitcher falls behind three and oh,
0: yeah, it's a strike.
1: It's a strike if it's anywhere near the plate on three and oh. And, you know, kind of the same thing when it gets to like, oh, and two, Mm -hmm. the strike zone tightens up a little bit. It's yeah. I think it's just kind of a subconscious thing of, you know, I think, I think human nature is the kind of root for the underdog sort of mm-hmm. thing and the comeback story a little mm-hmm. bit. And I think that it, it, it just plays into the psyche of, of, of umpires, referees, whatever. And it, it's, it's just something that comes out. And so mm-hmm. I don't, I don't take too much issue with it. Um, uh, should he have been fired? I... <clears throat> I can see an argument either way. I, I, yeah. Like I said, I just, I, I wouldn't, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it either way, but, you
0: know. Well, and it, not to it, say. Uh, it, it's it's going to continue
1: to happen even. Yeah, after, yeah, well. you know, but just, I looked
0: at the article and mm-hmm. he was um, going to, he was going to retire. Oh. So his last game was April 24th. So, yeah. So I don't know if like, I'm sure they'll probably give him his benefits back at the end of the But he was going to be done pretty soon anyway. So I wonder if this is like an example. Probably is.
1: It probably is. But, you know, it's just one of those things where, you know, there's just certain things you're not supposed to say out loud. And he got caught and, you know, just like a a politician that would, you know, get in trouble for telling the truth in an instance where, um exactly you know you're not supposed to tell the truth uh yeah um yeah I, I i don't know what really what else to say to it it's just yep. you can't do it and he's suffering the consequences
0: that's right well the black ox are still in there mm-hmm. it was getting a little hairy they were dropping a lot of games but yeah. all you need is one solid effort and Everything yeah, I mean, it's
1: restored my confidence in them mm-hmm. a little bit. Um yeah.
0: Now, will they get killed tomorrow, and we'll be back to being bummed out? Maybe very possible. We'll I, I wouldn't
1: worry as much about losing tomorrow against a good Florida team, even missing Barkov. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if they if they come up with some poor efforts in the Nashville series, then you should be worried. That would yeah, that would concern me more. And you know, not only would it concern me from Uh, you know, just, oh, can the Blackhawks maintain it through the rest of the year? Mm -hmm. But it would also mean that the Predators are closing the gap. And uh, even if the Blackhawks don't really fall off, they might still not end up in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Which, again, not the worst thing in the world. Uh, You know, obviously the Blackhawks are still rebuilding. Better Mm -hmm. draft picks are helpful. I'm, you know, we're both on the same page as far as, we're anti-tanking. Mm-hmm. Um, we are, to, to me, your team always has to play to win. Mm-hmm. They have to show the effort. And if their effort isn't good enough to win yeah. games, that's fine. I, you just never want to see your organization get into the mindset, uh, the players within yeah, the organization. You never want to see them get into the mindset that losing is okay. And that is one thing that I've been able to feel confident in with Colleton is he's been able to balance this, you know, we're, we're developing, but we're also playing to win. And it's been, from that standpoint, it's been working. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, whether he's the coach to take him to the next level, I don't know. But at least at this juncture, I've I got really no legitimate complaints.
0: Yeah. and You don't you want know. to get into one of those cycles like a Sabres or something. Where exactly. Now can never get seem to get back out of.
1: Yep. Yep. And, you know, obviously it's, it, you also have the danger of always, you know, kind of getting caught in the middle and you're not truly rebuilt, you know, but. Mm-hmm. <sighs> To me, that's less dangerous. Uh, I, I lived through the dark ages with the Blackhawks, mm-hmm. where it was just...
0: Bad. Yeah.
1: And nobody cared, not only from a fan point, but the players didn't seem to really care that much. And yeah, the organization not, didn't really seem to it care. It was that. not
0: easy to get Blackhawk news back then. Exactly. And someone who looked for it, yeah.
1: Yeah, it was just... You never want to see your your organization fall into those kind of depths of despair. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, at least at this point, I don't I don't see any threat of that. Uh, no. You know, if you would have asked me over the summer or last fall before the season started, I would have told you, yeah, there's probably a chance that they could kind of. Really fall off, especially with the questions around the goaltending and that. But they did I think I think we've seen that uh, the veteran presence, the coaching, the commitment from the organization, mm-hmm. the, the you know they're they're not in they're not in danger of that. Yes. Where even if even if they did end up. Um, you know, if, if Lankinen or somebody just completely fell off a cliff the rest of the year, I don't think the effort level from that They would still
0: the try it. Yeah.
1: Would, would, they're still going to compete.
0: Yep. So. Well, on that note, um, I'm STH85 on Twitter, Michael.
1: MJ underscore Ernst.
0: You can uh, subscribe to the podcast on the Apple Podcast app. Just search Emergency Goalies and, yeah, until our next episode... Go Hawks!